Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's episode 208, and it's December 5th, 2023. I can't believe it. We blinked, and 2023 is gone. Oh, hold on a second. I got an audio issue. Hold on. Sorry. Audio issue on my end. Oh, now speak. Hello? Yep, there we go. Sorry. I just didn't have you there, so <laughs> Sorry. There we go. Grant was there. We missed up a little bit, but he's here. So thanks everybody for joining I us. I didn't say much other than uh, 2023 is, is, is gone bye-bye for the most part. Yep. High and by for sure. Crazy it snuck up on us there, but uh, yeah, we're in the holiday season. Got kids holiday show tonight and band next week and everything's wrapping up here, but uh, we got, got some good news for you guys. So Thanks for joining us. Good to see you, David, in the chat there. So, hello, hello. But uh, yeah, let's get on with the show. So, first, let's thank our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and all your favorite boxes out there. And as usual, we give you ways so you can say thanks to Order Solutions. Some are free and some are paid. The first one, buy tickets to Enter the Box 2024. We're going to be in Washington, D.C. in May. And if you go to interthebox.org, you can get all the information for that. And we'll tell you a little bit more in the conference section. But also, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, because that way you guys will get notifications when we go live. And you guys can come and check us out and then uh, heckle us like uh, David does. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, help Ortis reach for the stars. You can star and fork our repos over on GitHub. We've got a bunch of them. So uh, star all of your GitHub uh, box dependencies from command box. We actually have a command box tool you can use to do that automatically. So we'll post the link to that. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on your podcast apps and leave us a review and we will read it on the show. So that's another way. And uh, sign up for a free or paid account over on CFCast, which we are releasing new content regularly. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that more here in a bit. And we also have our Box Life store. We've got, to, it's been a while since I've been over there, but the last time I checked, we had coffee mugs and shirts and uh, all kinds of cool stuff over there. Yep, some new and designs then, too. I got one on right now. Really? I'm not sure if that oh, one's there or not, but that's that one's the Got Convention shirt. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. I will have to look into that. And uh, we also have some Ortis books that we have available. So 102 Coal Box Quick Tips and Tricks. We've got that up on Gumroad. So take a look at that if you're interested. And uh, that book actually is up on Amazon now. And then we, we also have Learn Modern Cold Fusion CFML in 100 plus minutes. And we have that, we have a free online version that you can check out, uh, but we also have it available as an ebook or a paper copy. So whatever format you prefer, uh, we have it available. So those are the ways that you can uh, say thanks back to Order Solutions. Yep. And that 
the Coalbox HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks has got a hardcover copy version on Amazon, which is super slick. So we really like that. Um, we got that at the CF Summit. We did the training and everyone got a hard copy. It was pretty slick. That was the first time seeing it. So super, super cool. And then, uh, well, again, of course, we can't, uh, you know, thank our sponsors out, thanking our, thanking our Patreon supporters. So we have uh, 42 Patreons, and if you go to patreon.com slash autosolutions, you can find out more about all the different packages, and we'll tell you a little bit more about some of the perks and some of our top Patreons at the end of the show. But uh, thank you, Patreons. So let's move on to the first section, and in this section, we're going to talk about some news and announcements. And so I know there's been a lot of vulnerabilities flying around this year, and a lot of people have been talking about, you know, making sure your cold fusion is up to date and everything, and that is uh, always 100% accurate but um i didn't know the the name but the the cisa um released advisory threats um actually released some information and i'll share my screen for those who are watching um basically about um here we go this one here the cold fusion floor exploited the u.s government agency so they actually released the information about that uh, attack and so this was released um december 5th and so if you go look through here, I'll actually tell you. So they attacked the federal civilian executive branch, um, and they're basically, you know, highlighting it. But the cool thing about this post that goes into the details of the incidents. Um, so they, they went through network logs to find the, the issues and, and everything. And they talked about the, the, you know, the tactics used and what they did and how they did it. Um, and so this is valuable information. But the, the big takeaway from this is, is that you have to patch your service, right? So, um, <laughs> exploit. Uh, Otherwise, everyone now knows. <laughs> yeah. Now they actually released the update for this back in March. So they released the update in March, and in June and July they were exploited. Um, and so there's another blog post here, uh, which we'll share as well. And that one's basically talking about um, some of the other issues. Oh man, the link is too long to post. That's kind of crazy. Uh, maybe if I take this one out here. Um, but yeah, basically the, it's got, um, share, share my screen again. I think it's easiest, but this one here goes into more detail, um, on everything too, but talks about which versions are vulnerable. So update five and earlier. So if you haven't patched the November version, which mm -hmm. isn't even on the coldfusion.adobe.com site, there's no blog post there talking about um, the updates, which is kind of crazy, but you know, basically the November updates are what will protect you. So these ones here, these are the new vulnerabilities. Um, you, know, you can look at the, all their reports and metrics and everything else. So there's some pretty scary numbers and graphs here. So um, I definitely want to recommend checking it out. So these are the updates. These are the versions you need to be running. If you're not running them, uh, you know, kind of crazy but yeah they've they're basically three out of three so this is the highest priority um and so obviously there's, there's some advertising for their tools too but um yeah it's pretty big pretty important um so make sure you're updating those um, these are big government agencies getting messed up so and now scott is asking is lucy vulnerable to these i know lucy did some security checks and, and patches um i think a lot of it was to do with wddx and xml exploits and so they did make some changes for things but i know adobe was very vulnerable because that's the bigger 
bigger engine. Most people have found them and, and we're working vulnerabilities there. So I think Lucy patched up the, the stuff that was similar and possibly affected. So I think we're good, but definitely keep up on the Lucy updates too. They posted some posts and I think in the next section, we have new releases and updates. We mentioned some more information there. So we'll, we'll send the links out for those as well. So anyway, just reminding everybody that security is scary and uh, make sure you patch your servers. So it is very scary. Yep. Okay. So next up, we got some better news, right? <laughs> We do. Uh, ben Adele has been working on a book about feature flags. This is something I've been wanting to dig into. Uh, it's really cool uh, idea and a way to uh, implement features in your apps. And Ben's been blogging about it for a long time now. But he's written a book and uh, he's released it under early access. So he's got a a version that's available for purchase. It's a PDF currently. And he says it's, you know, it's still kind of uh, early stages and a bit rough, um, but he's but he's got it ready. It's all the content is there and uh, you can go and purchase it at a deep discount. So that hence why it's early access. And if you do purchase it, you'll get uh, automatically get access to any future releases that he does on that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm, that's something I've just really been wanting to dive into. and. Uh, I keep hearing more and more about feature flags. Yep, and we use them with a few Not clients. Just from ben. Yeah. Not just from Ben, but mostly from Ben. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he usually uses Launch Darkly um, with Envision App, you know, where he's been working for a long time, and so he talks about that a lot. But uh, one of the cool things is is that you know Brad has written Launch Darkly um, connector. So we've used that for a couple of clients. We wrote some um, stuff for them. And then we have Unleashed SDK, which is uh, another feature flag tool. Not quite as fancy as LaunchDarkly, but it's, you know, sort of free and open source if you host your own. And so there's some good options out there. And, you know, other people have even written their own little ones. And it's more than just Boolean flags, you know. So for those of you who haven't yeah. seen it, um, definitely go check them out there. It's, it's pretty cool. And having the live like flicker switch without having to like because most people say if this is going to be turned on or off we'll turn it on with a you know environment variable but then you have to like reload your you know redeploy your application with a new environment variable for everything to be activated and you know feature flags allow you to do it where you can say okay 10 percent of my traffic will do this or just people from this domain will get this feature and then you as it as you roll it out, you can say, oh, this feature is working great for those people. Let's open it up to more. And there's a lot of stuff in, in feature flags. It's not just like, should I show this or not? Or um, is it deployed or not? So it's very cool. And if you want to find out more, Working Code Pod is the podcast Ben's on. And he talks about his book. And so if you listen to the last maybe five or 10 episodes, you'll hear some, you know, the background story on the, the book and how it's been going and stuff. But that's why Ben's blog has been a little dry lately because he's been working on the book. So he says he's back with a vengeance. And there's two or three blogs today, so we'll see those soon. Okay, so as we mentioned, new releases and updates. Uh, update your servers with a <laughs> below updates. Yes, so as uh, Gavin mentioned earlier, we've got some Adobe November updates, security fixes. So uh, Adobe for ColdFusion 2023, there's update six, and for 2021, there's update 12. Um, and also keep in mind, previous versions are no longer receiving security updates, as I understand it. So yeah, twenty sixteen, um, consider they're done. Yeah, so you'll definitely want to want to upgrade. Uh, 
we do uh, if you're using command box uh, you should already have these updates being pulled in um i don't know is there a, a certain command or anything you just have to it depends as long as your as long as your version isn't pinned to a specific version like so if you actually pinned it to you know 2023 update three for example you wouldn't get four five and six but if you just have 2023 then it will update so it uses simver mm -hmm. to, to grab them so Yep, and uh, John and Brad worked really hard to get those out right away, especially security. We always, you know, put a, a top priority on getting those out as soon as we can. And there is a blog post that Charlie wrote with some more details on it. And so that's in the show notes and added in the chat as well. So nice. good to have there. And then another one, just in case you missed it, Cobox 7.2.0 was released. So lots of goodies in there. Um, we've got a whole bunch of new pieces out there too. So it includes... When we release Coldbox, we always update the version of Wirebox, Cashbox, and Logbox. Even though you can use those by themselves without Coldbox, you can uh, obviously um, install Coldbox to get them. Or if you're just using Wirebox separately, you might want to see the new features there too. So Wirebox and Cashbox have some improvements. Coldbox has like 10 new features, 6 improvements, and a few bug fixes. And Logbox has 3 new features, 4 improvements, and a couple of bug fixes too. So... Lots of cool stuff in there, um, so go check that out if you haven't. And I think they've already done a minor release. Someone noticed it initially with one of the packages, so we've updated that already too. So, But the blog post is in the chat. You guys can check that out. Okay, webinars, meetups, and workshops. So you guys are scared. Um, you should be. Confusion Security Training with Pete Freitag uh, is a great place to go. Learn all about other things, not just updating your servers, but what other things people might be doing to maliciously, you know, get into your code and and get view trouble. And Pete always scares the bejesus out of everybody. Um, so he has a training workshop next week. So next uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, so the 12th and the 13th. And he's running as a two, three-hour block. So there's a three-hour block on the Tuesday to a three-hour block on the Wednesday. So it's basically like a one-day workshop split over two days. And it's a great training. I've taken a version of it previously. Uh, he basically has a, a mock bank website up, and he does all this cool stuff. And you sort of get to, to basically try to break it. And he shows you how you go break it, and then you go fix it so that you can't break it anymore. And um, he works through it. And before Docker was big, we used to use VMs, and it was pretty cool. He gave you a VM of all the stuff you needed. So, um, you know, Pete's does great trainings highly highly recommend this one um so go check it out if you want more information yeah definitely knows his stuff some great content and uh it looks like uh in terms of webinars looks like we've got the hawaii cold fusion meetup group that's coming up and with our uh with our very own eric peterson he's going to be doing a uh session on inertia js and cold fusion and that is December 15th. And if you don't know, Inertia.js is a, a module that Eric has put together that you can pull into your Coldbox app. And it, uh, it makes it very easy to build modern reactive apps and, um, and do it in a way where uh, it, it's much easier than, than trying to build a back-end API and... Um, and do all that stuff you can just integrate with cold cold box the way that it already is uh, so if you're using Vue or Vue.js, um it works really great for that so definitely um be sure to check that out yeah so 
it works with like a turbo links and you know kind of like the whole live wire stuff right very similar uh, sort of result just a different way of getting there but yeah you can make your app more spot like um basically by being a server rendered app it's pretty cool so uh, i know that cfcast was built in that too so if you guys yeah. like the way cfcast work and everything um it's a good example and maybe eric will show off some of that or a demo app just like it but it's pretty cool and if you guys are looking i definitely recommend looking at the inertia js stuff and then obviously cb wire is great as well and grant knows all about that he's the one that uh helped us build that and uh yeah i really like cb wire it's like you've done a great job there and all the the other bits and pieces and uh speaking of cb wire and cfcast you've got a pretty good little series that you've uh, released there um, and so if you guys have, haven't seen CFCAS, it's our content uh, library. We got a lot of data, video libraries, um, lots of series with tons of videos. And most recently, we just released the uh, Into the Box 2023 videos. So now they're available for all paid subscriptions. Uh, so basically all the, all the videos from Into the Box are available. There are several of them that are free. So if you just sign up and get a, a free membership, you can still see some of them. And there's a lot of great content in there. And again, um, Grant, you released, I think, five or six videos already from the, the Mastering CB Wire series. Do we have some more coming we, soon? We did. We've got more coming. I'm uh, <laughs> they're being edited. <laughs> so, and uh, it's it's on my to-do list. Um, but yes, we've got more, more CB Wire content coming. So if you are using CB Wire or interested in it, definitely check it out. We're going to get into all the way from just getting started with CBWire to actually getting into some advanced concepts and, and how to use it. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I really like the documentation. Grant's got a lot of examples and stuff in there. Really, really cool to see. So um, highly recommend that one as well. And again, compare contrast and ArchJS, see what fits best and you know see if that's the route you want to take or if you're going to go you know full JS on the front end and, and tie it into a, you know, an API traditionally, like, like so much of us have done, but I tell you, if inertia JS and CBY were around when we made that move, I probably would have done a whole lot more in, in those, um, but kind of stuck in the, the view land for a lot of projects these days, but they're, they're all great. So, but yeah, that's definitely very cool. I know Eric is super busy. We need to get, I don't know if he has a inertia JS series yet. I don't think he does. No, I know I mean, he's working on the Blitzer, but yeah I don't, I don't think we have a inertia inertia js series yet we'll have to we'll have to bug them about it yep there's so much good content out there and if you guys are out there and you're looking for certain things i know a lot of people have been requesting elixir stuff lately um so elixir has been something that um, eric's been working on but again very busy we're always you know busy a lot of things but if you give us Give us a feedback and say these are the things you're most interested with. We'll we'll listen and try to get those videos, you know, at the top of the queue. So but that wraps up LCF casting and a lot of free content and paid. Okay. So next up we have our conferences. And so Into the Box the Tam was this week, November 30th, and uh that was held at the University of Business in El Salvador, and Grant, you got to go. So you want to tell us a little bit about how that went? And I got to go uh, and visit, also presented, and um, it was awesome. I've um, So I, I've actually never been out of the country outside of like a, a cruise. Um, so this was a whole new experience for me uh, going to El Salvador, and um, it was wonderful. Everybody I interacted with down there was 
incredibly nice and warm. And uh, we had a, a really great turnout at um, the Into the Box down there. We had some great sessions, got some good feedback. The food is amazing. Um, so yeah, I was uh, I was, was kind of sad to leave when uh, when we had to come back, but um, yeah, hopefully uh, maybe I'll get invited back next year. So if uh, if you're down in El Salvador, you're interested in traveling there, it was a great conference. So very cool stuff. Yep. Sorry, guys. Looks like we're having a little lag. Apparently, um, my ex the connection looks excellent according to. Um, going to YouTube studio, but maybe there's something else going on. So I apologize for that. But uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to mess with the buffering setters later. I'm sorry, everybody. But we also had uh, Into the Box. No, sorry, not Into the Box. <laughs> Adobe had their summit in India this last week. And so uh, there wasn't a whole lot said up on Twitter, but I did see something. So let me uh, throw up my local screen here. So there was a one of the presenters here. So, but yeah, basically that that happened last last week. Um, hopefully, we will get some more information from Mark Dakata so we can uh, share about it. And I did look for any blog posts about it, but I didn't see anything uh, just just out yet. So, um, but it looks like the you know they were gearing up for a big one after not being there for a few years with COVID and everything else. So, uh, that the, it's a free one for everyone in india and uh they're hoping for get some good numbers so fingers crossed they they delivered and hope it was a great success for everybody now we also have uh into the box coming up next year so 2024 you want to tell us about where that is grant it is we have the location now it is at uh, optica in washington dc and we have a, a blog post that we've Put out there that gives some details on the venue and dates uh it is may 15th through the 17th so yep. we will sorry <laughs> we will we will be uh putting on another end of the box i feel like we're <laughs> between that and the one and the end of the box latam i feel like we're we're doing more and more yep and the the cool thing is if you are going to go the blind tickets should still be available right now. We're just closing the, the speaker submission, so we're going to have the schedule out soon. So if you can get your tickets before we put the schedule out, then uh, the blind ticket prices are really good. So if you PC purchase before you know it's going to be there, then uh, you get a, a pretty good deal. So um, as, as I said, we are working on trying to get the all the sessions decided and workshops decided we got some great submissions from the community so uh, thank you everybody who submitted and uh, we should have should have that information soon our goal is to get it out so you guys can uh, get your planning in get your budgets approved so um yeah so hopefully we can get everybody out there and enjoying into the box in dc i've only been to dc once i went to the dev objective when they changed the name and moved to dc it was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun walking around at night you know, seeing the Washington Monument and, you know, watching the sunset and sunrise on the on the monuments around there. So it was very cool and it was a, a good conference too, but we, it was very, very, very cool. I'm hoping to spend a little more time there this time and actually see some more of the museums and everything. So excited. But if you guys want more conferences while you wait for these ones, get the comps.tech. There's a huge list of conferences for all different communities, languages. Um, yeah, we'll just have to go from there. So again, sorry everybody that apparently it's really bad. 
So, yeah, my internet must be in and out, so I do apologize. So, we'll continue anyway, we can post the recording so people can watch later. So, okay. Okay, so next up we have some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And in that we have uh, the first one, which we talked about already, the Adobe Confusion floor exploited in the U.S. government agency attacks. So there's more information there. And so I'll put that in the show notes. And then uh, we got a few more from Ben. Like I said, he finished his book, right? So he's got a few more blog posts for us to read, right, Grant? Back on the blog. Yep. So yeah, Benadale posted a uh, blog post about multivar assignments in a single line uh, in Confusion. So many of you may already may know that you can you can assign multiple variables on a single line, and you've been able to do that for some time. But uh, Ben was, I, I guess, uh, experimenting with this and found that you can actually var scope multiple variables and assign them all at the same time on a single line. And uh, and create you know function local variables, and uh, I think he just you know really kind of wanted to comment on how that was strange to him and wanted to see what the behavior was. And from what I understand, it works both in Adobe CF and Lucy, and the behavior is the same. So yeah, uh, check out that blog post if you're, you're interested in that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I know that you could do that. I didn't think about the Vascope, but that's kind of cool that it accepts that too. Sometimes yeah, the compiler stuff will, you know, get messed up on weird stuff like that. So that's that's cool that it was working. Yeah, it was literally taking like you could say like var a equals and then do var b equals and then give them the value, and it will assign both of them and actually uh, do it as local variables to your functions. Very cool. So next up, we have uh, another one from Ben reflecting on the natural language operators. And I'm going to have to share my screen for this one because I knew about, obviously, most of the natural language operators. We used a lot of them in the old code. That's what you had to do in tags. You know, you couldn't even use some of the new ones. Uh, but there's a lot more that I didn't know, that I didn't even know about. So um, someone mentioned the other day on the Div, Lucy Div forum about starts with and ends with operators. I was like, wait, what? Because most you've done like is or maybe equal or EQ um, or NEQ for, you know, not equal to. But I didn't know you could do, you know, is equal, contains, does not contain, not equal, greater than, you know, spelled out as full words, less than or equal to. Like, that's five words. <laughs> and uh, Confusion still does that? Like, that still works? That's kind of crazy. Uh, so basically, those natural language operators, you know, the same as the computer science versions and uh it was pretty interesting so i thought it was very cool that there was some there but i didn't know it starts with and ends with operators um so basically these are some of the the different things so starts with does not start with ends with does not end with i was like that would have been really nice to know so oh he's saying they don't have those whoops my bad i thought he was saying that we did have them so but yeah, but there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, but really good blog post. Check that one out too. Like I said, I learned some stuff. Obviously, I skimmed over it a little quickly because I thought they said we already had those. <laughs> and oh, James is here saying var assignment syntax seems confusing. Um, he's not sure what the overall benefit would be. But the other one, he said he believes ACF throws an error when using is not. 
which is interesting too. I, so. I agree, James. I don't really know what the benefit is of the uh, the multi-assignment VAR assignments on a single line, but I think it was more just, it was more interesting to me that it worked and also worked on both Adobe and Lucy because I would assume it would have just failed. So it's, you know, a lot of us have been doing CFML for a long time and it's just one of those, it's like still learning stuff every day you didn't know before. Yeah, and Scott says anytime you use it, it's for like variable assignments, be sitting to votes. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often. I know in the old days, like Java, you had you couldn't just create one, use one. You usually had to assign them all at the top of the function. So you'd vask up everything at the very top of your function, and so you'd basically sit a whole bunch. And if you're sitting them all to like empty string just so they're existing, it's kind of annoying to have to do six lines when you just do one. And you know, JavaScript I think does it too. And so it's probably one of those like, yeah, we should follow everybody else and and do that. So but yeah. But I don't use it at all. And you could do some of it in other vast scoping work, but but anyway. There was also a, a tweet um by Cameron Childress or Childress, I don't know how to pronounce it. Apologies, but he uh linked to a, a blog post and he said, this is a pretty solid write-up about refactoring a legacy stateful app into a stateless one. And he says, I'm looking at you, ColdFusion developers. And so he shares this one here about um, about this and talks about different applications. So a stateful architecture versus a stateless architecture um, and different ways to sort of approach it, you know. So um, obviously we're, we're sort of spoiled with ColdFusion. You know, we can just throw stuff in the application scope and the session scope and, and everything else. And so it's really easy to to sort of code in the stateful way. Um, but with these days of everything being so distributed and everything, moving towards stateless is, is sort of a, a pretty cool trend and means you can make your apps way more dynamic and disperse, uh, distributable and, um, you know, things like queues running and everything else can kind of run better if it's in a stateless setup. And so, um, it's an interesting one. So something we should probably think about more if we're going to start handing jobs off to, you know, S3 and the step functions like, um, Brian class is always talking about. So, but yeah, so little, good little one there. If you guys want to check that out, educate yourselves on the difference between stateless and, and uh, stateful architectures. Yeah, and we have a another Ben Nadell blog on the regex of everyday things. And uh, in this, Ben goes into talking about regular expressions, about how he's been using them for um, 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, just I think his experience with them, but also he's put in a lot of uh, regex expressions that you can use so uh, really kind of like a long cheat sheet that you can use as a reference if you're looking to get into regular expressions or just need a you know a refresher go check that out yeah vs code is a really nice option just to you know flick your search into to regex mode um, obviously you can use regex and cold fusion too you can use the cold fusion one or you can drop down to java as well so there's some good options out there but um yeah it's kind of neat that uh He's got this little cheat sheet and I will be using this because there's a lot of things in here that, uh, you know, I forget how to do and I have to like go Google it. And for those of you that, um, do want more help with, um, stuff like that, I think rejixer.com is one that Scott Steinbeck always tells me about. Nope. Forgot it. So maybe it's Ridgexer. There we go. Ridgexer. So this one here is kind of neat. So as you type out your expression, 
and you've got all the different you know sort of cheat sheets on the left hand side but it she breaks it down and shows you with the text what it's searching and then the tools and everything so it's really cool to be able to go through look at the replace list details explain a really nice tool for all of that and you can change the type as well so um, depending on what you have um, you can change it up and it's really neat so highly recommend uh, checking that one out too but ben's post is a really good one so thanks ben for sharing that one and we did already mention his feature flags book so there is a blog post about that um, which we shared earlier so i'll just share the link again for those who came in a little late and obviously it's in the show notes as well but i think daniel daniel garcia bought the book he said he was reading through it and he was really enjoying it so I know a lot of people have snatched that one again we also mentioned that the the soc radar released that uh the cc alert um basically right today i think it was posted no that was from 1123 sorry so this is when the updates came out so and these links are so big you can't even post them in the, the youtube chat there we go um so check that one out as well again just update your servers if you're using command box it should be pretty easy just to start the server again you'll be there but uh the the updates are a lot better and again charlie Earhart has detailed explanation and and sort of walk through on all those so always check out his blog for that okay last but not least we have a, a tweet yeah this is from uh back in later november right before uh it's like thanksgiving or around it but um it is unleash the power of a headless cms with our own luis mojano and i believe this was uh something he presented at uh, wayway web 2023. yep uh so that link i i hadn't checked it yet does that actually go to um to show the presentation or just uh just shows a picture of him on stage at the the way we did uh, in europe so luis living in spain now is uh you know attending more european conferences and and the way 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 web is a pretty cool sounding conference you got lots of good content uh, a good mixture of things and so um so yeah it's good to see he's you know trying to get the the language confusion out there to more people in more places uh, that's part of the reason we did the into the box to tam is to you know spread spread the word down there and uh it's kind of cool because down there they they learn a lot about java and everything else and so when we come in with cfml and they haven't really heard of it or seen it before um they're excited to, to see all the power that cfml can give them and so it's everyone's very receptive to cfml down in el salvador and latam so just, just, and just uh, I didn't, I hadn't mentioned it before, but just an observation in that uh, down at the conference uh, in El Salvador, a lot of the a lot of the attendees were you know younger developers. I say younger, I mean some of us were. Again, uh, we've been doing this a while, and uh, a lot of familiar faces at some of our conferences. But down there, uh, some of the, some younger developers that uh, either don't know CFML or just getting into it, and so um it's really cool to see them get excited about it and 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 learning you know these tools that we've grown to love and use every day yeah for sure so next up we have find a job so there are several positions available on getcfmljobs.com it's a great place to post your your job options and uh, we highlight those uh, every time we do the podcast so right now they have about 112 cold fusion positions available from 
68 companies across 48 locations in five countries and we've had three in the last couple of weeks and the first one i want to mention is actually one from peter mary so peter mary who's been working with the cf wheels team for a while now um, he's got a job posting that he wanted us to highlight so i'm going to open that and i'll share it locally um, but that is uh you know something he wanted to and is one of our patreons uh, he gets a little special treatment so we'll give him a little bit more information here for you guys so he's looking for a full-time um full stack developer proficient in cold fusion as well as modern web technology so it's looking for someone with long-term opportunity growth flexible work environment competitive salary great benefits if you're motivated work equally well with a team uh, and individually and you bring innovative solutions and ideas that's a great opportunity for you so uh they listed several states for the location that's kind of nice but yeah they've got a, a lot of responsibilities here some skills it does require you to be authorized to work in the United States. And uh, obviously there's a, a long laundry list of things here, what they would like and what they would uh, prefer you have. But um, but yeah, so Peter Mary's been doing a lot of great work, the CF Wheels teams and everything else. And if, if you want to look, uh, this is a, you know, a good opportunity. It's a good guy. If you want, reach out to him. He's on the CFML Slack. Ask him a couple more questions about it. But that job posting, I'll be posting right now. So you guys can check that out and uh, it'll be in the show notes as well. And again, cfmljobs.com, get cfmljobs.com is a great place to, to post and find that information. We have a couple more posts as well. So you want to tell us about those, Grant? We do. Uh, on December 1st, uh, we had a posting for a full-time mid-web applications developer, and that's in India. And I was checking here, I was reading through, I'm not sure, I think, I believe that's on site. I don't know that it's remote, um, but we did see that posted. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out. And then we also had a web application developer, uh, Cold Fusion posted for uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm not sure what company that was. I'm sure we pull that up. You happen to know, Gavin? In the second one there. Mm. Oh, uh, Ivis Technologies. Ivis, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was posted um, just about a week ago. And then um, other job links, there's a, a job channel in the CFML Slack team and in the Box team Slack now, too. So that's another uh, place where you can find these job postings. Okay, very cool. Next up, we have our ForgeBox module of the week. And this week, it's a new one that just got posted. And uh, Brad actually retweeted it, but it's called Command Box API Man. So, yes. Oh, share my it, screen for those watching. Go ahead, Grant. So, it is a curl like application that you can execute directly from Command Box's command line. Um, so if you're wanting to, uh, you know, pull in content and do that using something similar to curl, but you don't want to have to install curl, uh, you can pull this in. It supports, it's got a bunch of different uh, command line arguments that you can pass to it. So you can, you can pass query params, cookies, headers, form fields, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yep. Pass data, user password information and you can also ask to show hitters for the requests as well a cool thing is is that yeah you can actually have the query params inside the 
the URL that you're requesting, or you could put them separately um, as well. So there's a that's one of the flags for that. So it's kind of cool you get it back in a certain format. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a work in progress. He's just released it uh, just a few days ago, but uh, it's kind of nice to be able to pull that stuff back in and um, use it, you know, programmatically. So very cool. So a couple of examples there in the README. Um, including how to get stuff from Stripe, you know, if you want to put in username, password, et cetera, inside your command, you could do that too. So if you're running like some reporting tools or whatever, you're putting inside a command box, uh, sounds like a great little way to do that. So again, uh, it's command box API man. So pretty cool little tool. And uh, yeah, thanks for creating that. And then I'm just getting it, make sure I have the name right here. So Robert Zierender, I don't know how to pronounce it, Sorry about that, Robert, but uh, thanks again for, for creating that and, you know, adding it to Forgebox. So we, we appreciate it. And it's a cool little module. So next up, we have our VS Code hints, tips, and tricks of the week. And this one is uh, pretty interesting, I think. Uh, when I saw it, I'm like, I have to see what the heck this is talking about. It's called Gremlins Tracker. So Gremlins Tracker for VS Code. This visual code extension reveals some characters that can be harmful because they're invisible or they look like legitimate ones. And so I'll share my screen while you give us a, a few features here and then we can. I mean, they kind of already had you with the name, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But it, I mean, look at the, look at for those watching, look at the icon. It's, it's a real gremlin and you'll see it in VS code. So, but yeah. Um, so some of the features they have listed is uh, that it will display a red bar when there are certain um, characters in the code that are essentially harmful or bad. So uh, when there is a zero width space or if there's a zero width, uh, it says non-joiner in the code, uh, the extension will show a red bar. And it looks like it, it also will um, highlight or, or show non-breaking spaces. Um, and I guess just some things that maybe you're not seeing in the, in the editor itself, but that are there that are hidden. Is that kind of the idea of it? Gavin? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we get weird bomb things or you'll get like, like they said, the, the zero width space or the, um, that's like the Unicode 200 B or whatever. So a lot of times you copy paste yeah. things from one place to another, you get these weird characters and it's so hard to see them. A lot of times I got to copy paste them to an online tool to try to find them. Um, and you know, one of those things is like smart quotes when you copy from word, you know, they're, they're double quotes, but they get converted to a, a Microsoft smart quote. And then that doesn't get treated the same way, um, by, by other things. And so a lot of things are hard to see. And so it's kind of cool though. The red bar means it's like, it's bad. Some things like the non-breaking spaces or those left and right double quotation marks or whatever, they'll show up as orange, you know, and then other things that you might know one another there, but they're not bad. They show up as blue. And so if you put your mouse over it, like in the picture here, it'll tell you that like there's a zero with space and it's, there's a Unicode. And a lot of times you get weird stuff back from APIs and, you know, like you just can't tell what's in it, but throwing it in here will give you some of those options. And there's little gremlin icons in there, by the numbers for the line numbers. So that's kind of cool. So right there in the gutter, you'll show one of the gremlin characters if there's a gremlin on that line. So it makes it easy to identify, which is pretty cool. And of course, the cool thing is you can have more gremlin characters. So if there's certain ones that you want, like there's a form feed one, 
you know, so 000C, which is the zero width of true, the description, and then the, the over, overview rule color, so you can give it the color you want. Um, as an example here, and there's a bunch of Unicode characters you could add. And then of course you can make them language specific too. So, you know, Markdown might have certain requirements that other things don't, you know, so there's certain things that might be good for one language and you can ignore another. And so this allows you in Markdown, for example, to have the 00C be one thing, but then, you know, ignore the non-breaking space character in Markdown files. And again, you can hide the, the gutter character as well, but you can also make it show up in the problems pane. So if you want to change the setting, then it'll be in your problems pane as well. And again, it's got the red, orange, and blue. So you can see the, the differences here and see which one is actually found, which is pretty cool. And uh, I think I have another tool which shows line endings and stuff, but you could do that as well. And so it's based off of the Sublime one, but uh, I thought it was kind of neat. So I haven't actually yeah. used that one yet, but I saw that. I'm like, I'm going to install that one because it definitely happens. So yeah, that's one of those things. Well, that... Unfortunately, Great. I wasn't able to see your shared screen, so I didn't get to see all the gremlins, but yeah. I'll, uh, I'll check that out. I will uh, say that these issues when you're, it seems like any bugs that are related to this sort of stuff, they're the hardest to run down uh, because you're not getting any sort of like, you're often not getting like a syntax error or anything that it's going to bubble up in cold fusion or, you know, one of the engines. And so trying to sometimes trying to chase these things down can take a long time. So yep. I could see where having a tool would be very helpful. Yeah. I mean, like I said, even if they're allowed in that language, then put an exception or a rule or whatever. But a lot of times, you know, like in, if you're using doing SQL stuff, some SQL tools won't let you use double, you know, quotes for for strings. You have to use quotes for column names and single quotes for for variables and stuff. So, you know, little things like that could be useful to be able to to pace it down based on a language or or whatnot. So, but anyway, again, there's a little extension. Try it out and uh, tell us what you think. And yeah, one of what other characters James Moberg has on his list of things that he likes to search for and remove. <laughs> sure, he's got a few. Okay, last but not least, so we want to thank our Patreon supporters. We do. Uh, so these individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure tools like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, and all of our other boxes keep getting uh, the development that they need and the and also the funds for our cloud infrastructure um, that the community relies on, such as Forge Box for package management and command box so we just want to say uh, thank you to our, our patreon supporters um if you want to help us and support us we've got a link we'll post in the chat uh, to help us and uh and become a patreon well, cool yep and i actually think that the the issues that we're seeing inside of uh youtube is actually on the viewing side not the recording side because my all my stream stuff says it's super healthy, but the recording is showing a video from like 10, 15 minutes ago. So it's, I think it's might be on their side. So again, apologies everybody for, for those issues, but yeah. So again, uh, as Grant was saying, um, you know, you can find out more on the patreon.com site slash order solutions, because we have some cool perks. So if you do um, sign up for annual memberships, you can save 10% if you pay for the year. Um, and that's good for everybody, especially businesses who want to try and uh, use up their budget and support, um, you know, someone like us, order solutions, which we try and build lots of cool tools for everybody. 
So, but if you get a bronze packaging up, you now get that Forgebox Pro and the CFCast subscription uh, as a perk. And you also get a couple of other things. So all Patreon supporters get their profile badge on the community website. And all Patreon supporters have their own private forum on that community website. And we also added a, a Slack channel a while ago on the Box Team Slack. So if you guys go in there, there's a Patreon uh, channel, which you guys get to you know ask a few questions, and we might run some ideas and bounce them off you periodically in there as well. So if you guys are Patreon supporters and haven't got the the invite or, or whatnot for those, let us know because maybe the email addresses don't match up or something, but we'll get you into the, the community forum, um, special private forum, as well as the, the Box Team Slack channel as well. And if you want to find out more about everything Autis, the community site is a great one for that. So community.autosolutions.com. Go check that out. But we just want to thank our top Patreons. So we've got a, a few top Patreons we want to highlight. There are too many to go through every week. So we just want to spotlight a few of them here. So I'll start with um, John Wilson from Synatrix, Tomorrow's Guides, and Jordan Clark. And uh, we've also got Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, who's uh, here with us in the chat. Thank you, David. We've got Dan Card, James Moberg, who's also here. Thank you, James. And uh, Jeffrey McGee there with Sunstar Media, Dean Maunder, Kevin Wright, Doug Kane, Nolan Irk, and Abdul Rain. So thank you guys so much for your support of what we're doing um we we appreciate it and it really helps us out yep and uh we have many more patrons as we mentioned they should all be up on the website autosolutions.com slash about hyphen us slash sponsors so you can find more about it there and uh yeah thanks everybody for joining us sorry for the technical difficulties i blame youtube um but uh appreciate you guys making the time to come out here and watch us and uh happy holidays to everybody and enjoying your festivities whichever they might be yep thanks everyone have a good one bye show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like spotify or itunes we also have the link to youtube to find more videos just like this the music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.